Hi, this is Be Play Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. Sore tummies can be something that toddlers complain about often and working out what's going on can be a challenge for parents. One reason a small child might have pains in their tummy is constipation. Dr. Margie Danchen is a paediatrician with the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. Hi Margie, how are you? Hi, I'm well, thanks. Is constipation a common cause of sore tummies in toddlers? Yeah, look, I think constipation is and it's often unrecognised by parents because um, many people sort of think of constipation as, as children, you know, not going very often or maybe sometimes once a week. But in fact, you know, they might not recognise that their children are going less frequently than they were or that in fact they are experiencing some tummy pain or some pain when they're passing a poo. So I think it actually is common and it's sometimes hard for parents to recognise. So what are some of the symptoms? I mean, one could be they say they have a sore tummy, but what are the other symptoms parents might keep an eye out for? Kids kids can just sort of generally um, lose their appetite. They're not as hungry. They just might be generally more irritable, both, of course, which are very sort of nondescript signs and can be caused by a lot of other things, so it can be hard to tell sometimes. You can get some more specific sort of signs, like they can be a bit more bloated in their tummy, so a bit more swollen, or their tummy appears a little bit more distended, um, or sometimes they can actually just have um, poo passing into their, um, it's like smears of poo in their nappy or their underpants if they toilet change, um, and that's sort of a different. Um, that, that's where you know where constipation. We actually call it something different. We call it encapresis. Um and then very occasionally, if they do have hard poo, um, which can actually tear the um, and cause a little fissure around the anus then there might be a little bit of blood um, in on the toilet paper or, or in their nappies. I mean, that's uncommon and that's more associated with a bit more distress and pain. Um, so I guess there's some of the signs that, that parents might look out for. One of the things I think you mentioned in your blog was that you might feel something hard in their tummy. And I know I have noticed that before with my own daughter when she's, you know, first thing in the morning and she's lying in bed next to me and she says her tummy hurts. And I was mm. rubbing it once and I felt something a little bit hard and it completely freaked me out. <laughs> and yeah, I, I booked sure. her in to see the doctor. But of course, by the time she saw the doctor, it wasn't there anymore. Mm. And you were Look, mentioning that, that could be a sign as well. Yeah, that can be. It's not very reliable, to be honest. Like you can have a lot of the other signs I've just mentioned and then feel the child's tummy and it's soft and you can't feel anything. And sometimes you can feel hard lumps, which are more likely to be on the left and sort of down low because that's the way the large bowel sort of um, goes around and then comes down on the left side down into the rectum so if you are going to feel lumps it'll sort of be on the left side most likely but it's not a reliable sign it's not something that we use to confirm constipation if you like um, similar to x-rays we don't like doing abdominal x-rays in children to look for constipation um, I can't even remember the last time I really ordered an x-ray in a child So I have heard that um, some children, this is just uh, anecdotally from our daycare, that um, some children will say that it hurts when they're doing a poo 
you mentioned that that could be something, for example, if it's quite extreme, that they actually have a tear. But mm. in a more general sense, is it something that's common that it will hurt children to... Yeah, yeah. Look, as the poo gets harder, it does become more difficult to pass. And we actually have a little scale that we often show kids and parents. Um, and what happens is, you know, a, an average poo is sort of more like a smooth sausage, if you like. But then as it becomes more like a corn on the cob appearance, or even like little rabbit, individual little rabbit pellets, little round pellets, then it does get harder for the child to pass the poo. And if they can identify that's what their poo looks like, I mean, this is obviously in a slightly older child, not a, a toddler, or if the parent says, yes, that's actually what my child's poo looks like, we would expect there to be some discomfort passing that. Um, so either the child can recognise it or the parents can. Um, but generally, if a child says, yes, it hurts to pass the poo, this is, again, an older child, um, you know, that's quite reliable. Margie, if these symptoms are seem to be consistent with constipation, what are the most practical ways to treat it? Like, is there something you can do before you look to going to a GP um, just sure. to see if you can get the, their bowels moving better? Um, yeah, look, I think, you know, we very often associate constipation with a, a poor diet and lack of fibre. I would say most of most of the time that's not true I think generally parents are very aware of their kids diet and they try to make sure that they're having enough fruit and some veggies I mean obviously some kids don't eat a lot of fiber so you can try and increase that with a little you know sticking away from processed cereals and things like that but and and cow's milk is the other big one to make sure your child's not drinking um, you know more than about 500 mils of cow's milk if they're over about a year of age um, so I think diet is something that, that parents should think about and making sure that they're drinking enough water through the day. And these are sort of very common things that we talk about a lot. And I think we've mentioned in some of our other conversations as well. So I think diet is a good place to start. But to be honest with you, what is the most likely contributor to constipation is the fact that um, little kids are busy, and especially toddlers, and they're running around. Um, and, and once they're nappy trained, you know, they don't, they, they feel the urge to go and do a poo and they, they, they don't listen to that. They're busy, they're preoccupied, they're distracted. And so children actually don't sit on the toilet or the potty long enough to actually empty their rectum properly and so the poo kind of builds up. So really, once we've gone past sort of diet and, and making sure they've got enough fluids, the concentration is really on trying to get them to sit regularly on the toilet or the potty. Because you can forget as an adult that we're aware of our own, um, the way our bodies work and how it's quite normal to go to the bathroom in the morning and that it's something that you are aware of, whether it's regular or not. But this is all new to kids, isn't it? Especially yeah, when they've exactly just right. stopped wearing their nappies. And, um, and so, you know, even again, this is in slightly older children, but pointing out that their body is programmed to pass a poo after they've eaten. Um, it's called the gastrocolic reflex. But Essentially, that's when you feel the urge to go to the toilet is after you've had a meal. So that's the time we encourage parents to get their kids to sit on the potty or the toilet and often with the use of a star chart and to really focus on just rewarding sitting, not rewarding the poo per se, because so some kids can actually be quite fearful of sitting on the toilet. So the focus is just to get them to sit for sort of four or five minutes um, Do we and know then eventually they'll pass the poo. Do we know what? what they're fearful of when it comes to the toilet? Yeah, I think, um, you know, that, that can be quite complex to unpack. I think in some children, if they have had hard poos 
or they actually have had a tear, they're fearful that it's going to hurt um, when they when they push out a poo. But some are actually more fearful that they might even fall into the toilet or they don't know where the poo goes and they whole, find the whole experience um, quite fearful. And so sometimes, you know, depending on how extreme that may be in some kids, we sometimes have to engage a psychologist for a short period of time for kids who are really fearful about sitting on the toilet or potty. And can constipation lead to other complications? Um, yeah, look, I think, you know, if it really is left untreated for a long period of time, you know, if it's going much over sort of six months, then it can start having a lot of social and emotional problems, especially if a child is soiling their underpants. You know, and again, as they get older, when other children can smell that there's poo in a child's underpants at kinder or school, that's what I was referring to as encapresis before, that can become very distressing for a child. They can get teased and ostracised. So separate to the actual, you know, pain that they might be experiencing or discomfort, um, there can be quite significant social and emotional problems that can happen if it's not treated properly. So if you if you feel that there might be the more extreme cases of constipation, nip it in the bud, see a GP or paediatrician as soon as you can. Yeah, that's right. And look, those are the children, honestly, that in addition to the other measures I've talked about, especially the, the regular sitting, um, we, we consider stool softeners in those children um, daily and for a long period of time, not just for a week or so. It can often be for, you know, six weeks or more. And some parents are a bit stressed about giving their children softeners because they worry they'll become dependent and that they won't get them off them. But in fact, it's really the opposite. You need to treat the constipation well and then think about stopping it so that you don't get a lot of those um, secondary problems I've just mentioned. Well, Margie, thank you for speaking with us this afternoon. No, you're welcome. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. Bye.